Hello and welcome to Embolden, a podcast for the modern spiritual woman seeking to uplevel their life and be beautifully bold. I'm your host, Jess Carreri, spiritual businesswoman, intuitive mentor, oracle reader, and modern mystic. I am here to bring you conversations to embolden you to embody your highest self, create the life of your dreams, and come home to your divinity. If you are ready for some juicy downloads, inspiring conversations, and aha moments, then you are in the right place. Thank you so much for being with me today, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, my love. Welcome, 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 welcome. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. This is going to be a sit down conversational episode just with you and I, because I have some things to share. I realize and also apologize that it's been a while since I have uploaded a podcast episode. The reason for this is because I've had a lot going on. professionally in the business and that's why I want to sit down and do this episode fill you guys in on what's coming up what's shifting what's changing because I really feel like over the last few weeks really this evolution has been going on for a long time but it's been more evident to me the last few weeks that I'm stepping into a new identity I I'm shifting and evolving the direction that I want to take my business in, the kind of woman I am serving is shifting and changing. The way I'm going to be showing up and serving is pivoting and completely changing. And I just wanted to sit down and fill you guys in on that because I realize I haven't spoken about what's in the works. And I think the reason being is one, I want to keep some things secret and exciting But two, because I've personally just been trying to figure out what direction I'm going in and what I'm doing. But I feel now that I can confidently sit here and talk about it and share with you what's happening. Um, This business has shifted a lot since its beginning. I began in 2020, March 2020, which is the time when the proverbial shit hit the fan Um, in my bedroom as kind of a blog, I just started my page as a blog, as a place where I could express my spiritual side, my love for intuition and that side of thing out of the gaze of my friends and family so that I could have a little bit of kind of anonymity, if that makes sense. Um, and I had the name Jala Collective. And from there, I started doing oracle card readings and hosting moon ceremonies and then shifted and started offering one-on-one intuitive mentorship. I then changed my name, the business name rather, and fully stepped into my power, owning and claiming my name as the business name um, because I felt like I had always kind of been hiding behind Jala Collective. It kind of kept me a little bit detached, I guess. Um, So that was a big shift and a big evolution. And then I created Get Your Shift Together, which was and is my six-week program all about getting your shift together, (laughs) slash shit together, in a really aligned and intuitive way, in a way that feels really good, that aligns with your cycle, and that feels 
pleasurable. So not in this hustle mentality. That's kind of the evolution that I've gone through already. And after I ran Get Your Shift Together, I felt this sense of, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, this type of work. I felt a shift and a pull away from card readings and a pull to teaching women about their cyclical nature, about their cycles, understanding them, reclaiming their relationship with them and working with them to harness and utilize the superpowers that their cycle has and then scheduling in a really beautiful way that actually allows us to get stuff done in a way that doesn't feel like we're pushing against a brick wall. I felt this overwhelming sense and I haven't been able to stop feeling it. If I'm being quite honest, I've had a few nights where I haven't been able to sleep because I've had ideas flowing. I've just been up thinking about the possibilities and the direction that I want to go in. So I'm here to kind of tell you unofficially slash officially, I don't really know if this is something I have to announce, but it feels like something that warrants a mention that I am moving away from my readings, which I love and hold dear and I will continue to do readings for myself and for my mentoring clients. But what feels really aligned and what feels almost necessary for me to do is I am stepping in to more of the mentoring space, particularly around cyclical living and sacred scheduling. What you can expect from Jess Carreri, from this business, from this podcast, is more content and information, guidance and mentoring around living a cycle-led life around sacredly scheduling your days, your weeks, your month, so that you are living a life that is not only aligned, but feels joyful, feels pleasurable, a life that allows you to fully unlock your true potential and your true happiness, and just basically live the life of your dreams, which is 100% what has happened to me through cycle mapping and living a cycle-led life, tapping into the superpowers and the seasons of the cycle and understanding them more. I know it's possible and I'm so passionate about it because I have really reconnected to my cycle in a really beautiful way. And I have had a very long and tumultuous relationship with my cycle that actually began really wholesomely and really beautifully when I was 10 years old we're going all the way back when I was 10 years old my mom sat me down I remember this so vividly we were in her bed and she gave me and read to me this beautiful little pink book all about puberty for written for little girls and I wide-eyed and awestruck just was brimming with the biggest smile as my mum was reading this book to me. I was trying to contain my excitement, but all I felt hearing about the changes that my body was going to go through, hearing about this thing called a period that I was going to get every single month that meant that I was becoming a woman was so exciting to me. Like I was over the moon. I could not wait. Every month after I read that book, I convinced myself that I was going to start my period and 
I made my mum go out with me and we bought a beautiful pencil case. I can remember the feel of it and the exact look of it. It was this beautiful little thin pencil case. It was kind of like a frosted plastic with beautiful little flowers all over it. And the reason for this pencil case was to keep my pads and my tampons in for the emergency kit and a sheet of Panadol that I'd keep in my school bag just in case it came. And I was so excited to be able to use it. I would open this little pencil case and I'd look at it all the time. I'd make sure I had enough things in there. I was like obsessed and my mum was just standing there at many moments, I'm sure, going, oh shit, I haven't properly prepared her for what this actually is. Like, oh no. But just in my pure little wholesome soul, I was so excited. And I think intuitively I knew that this is something special that was going to happen to me and that it was a blessing. Through... um you know, health classes and, you know, just (laughs) the standard public system. And even in my private high school, we had a pretty average sex education and, and talking about periods and all that sort of stuff. My idea of it kind of got tainted, um, right before I started bleeding, I got my first period at 11 and in primary school, I just remember the female teachers talking about periods as this burden that we were going to have to put up with and and it was just something we were going to have to endure every month for the rest of our lives until basically we went through menopause and it was kind of pitched as menopause was this blessing that we would get to and we had to kind of just wait it out until we got there and then we didn't have to worry about this thing anymore And I think I was still so excited I didn't let that get to me. But when my period actually did come, I it was in school. I was 11. I was the first girl in my grade that I know of um, that got it. And I remember feeling when it came, not the excitement, not the joy that I had anticipated, not that sheer oh my gosh, yes, finally it's happened, feeling that I had been waiting for. I actually felt a bit of shame. I felt gross. I felt uncomfortable and like a foreigner in my body. I felt stuck. I cried. Me, the girl who had been so excited, was just so devastated that this had happened I remember just feeling like I wanted to like crawl in a little ball and I didn't want to talk to anyone. And from then on, my period was not something that I loved. I had either very painful periods or I had severe mood swings to the point where I was, you know, thinking that I was seriously depressed and anxious, but it was really just hormonal. My mood swings were all over the place. I felt a victim to my cycle. Like I was not in control whatsoever. I tried so many things. I tried the pill. I tried herbs. I tried self-help books. I tried so many things to help me get out of my incredible mood swings and nothing really worked. I then after being on the pill for many years decided I wanted to try and get off the pill and 
I wanted to just skip my periods altogether. I'd already been skipping my bleed and not taking the placebo pills, which if you're having a period on your, when you're on the pill, it's not even a actual period, a biological period. It's a, that's the whole thing. That's another episode. If you didn't know that, let me know and we'll get into it in an episode. But I had started skipping my period already with the pill. And then I heard about the IUD, which promised five years, maybe more of no periods. That to me sounded like bricking heaven. So I paid a lot of money and I spent a lot of time and a lot of pain getting this IUD. I had a really, really horrible experience. And I'm not here to say that not to get the IUD. I'm just sharing my experience was really horrible When I got the IUD, I bled for three weeks straight, like heavy, heavy bleeding for three weeks straight. I was told by the doctors and the hospital that this was completely normal. My body was just adjusting. I started to get really intense cramps um, to the point where up at the two to three week mark, I was having to sit down every time the cramps would happen. I couldn't speak through them. I was having trouble breathing through them until one day after about three weeks of having this IUD in, I went to the bathroom and found that it had actually come out of my actual uterus. It had come out, panicked, called the hospital, the doctor, just, I was just horrified. This thing was supposed to stay in me for five years and it only lasted three weeks. It was so painful. The feeling of it coming out, the whole experience was so painful. I was panicked, but the minute it was out, I actually felt completely relieved. My body was like, just, it was like my body had just gone, thank you. But I was so panicked, I didn't take much notice of that. I remember it vividly, but I didn't really stop to think about that too much. I called the hospital. The doctors there were like, no, it's fine. Just like throw it out and book another appointment and we'll put in another one. Like sometimes it happens. It's fine. I went to my GP to get a second opinion. She was very confused, referred me to a specialist who I went to, who was lovely, but that was another like $500 or something. It was insane. I went adamant that I was going to get this IUD, that I wasn't going to have periods for five years. That was what I was looking forward to. I went to the specialist appointment and long story short, after trying to fit me with the IUD, the woman, the specialist, the beautiful specialist was like, hun, your body doesn't want this. And I'm actually not going to put this in because your body is fully rejecting it. She then sat me down and was like, look, the only reason that I can imagine they were able to put this in in the first place was forcibly, you know, forcing it (laughs) in. And luckily it looks like it hasn't caused any damage, but it could have. Um, And I'm not going to do that to you. I say we stop and look at your other options. And the other options were going back on the pill or getting the bar um, in terms of, you know, hormonal contraception. And she actually advised, she was like, I think, to be honest, just give it a bit. Just take a moment and don't rush into getting the bar. If your body's rejecting this, it's 
more than likely going to also reject this other thing (laughs) that we're trying to put inside of you. So just take some time and maybe go back on the pill, which I did. I went back on the pill. I was so upset. I was so disheartened. I felt like I had wasted all this time and money and energy. I felt just so angry at the failings of just every the whole process. I was I was so angry that I hadn't been validated when I felt scared, that I hadn't been given certain information before the procedure had happened, that I had been promised the world with this thing and it had not given me anything close to that. And like I said before, I'm not here to advocate for or against this particular form of contraception or any form of contraception that's a conversation between you and your trusted health professional and yourself um, using your own intuition but this is just my experience but yeah I was pissed (laughs) I was not happy and I kind of when I went back on the pill I realized that this was something I wanted to stop doing in the first place it didn't feel aligned for me anymore I knew my whole body and my intuition was just screaming that this isn't something that I wanted to do anymore and so I had to sit with myself and kind of have a conversation of like I have spent so much time money and energy trying to get rid of my period in so many different ways and it hasn't worked it's been a painful emotional and financially stressful time so instead of trying to fight it let's try to work with it I was like if I'm gonna have to live with this thing at least I need to learn how to live in harmony with it make some sort of peace with it and that led me to doing my own research reading a lot of really incredible books following some phenomenal women who are already in the cyclical living space and we're teaching it I took a cycle mapping masterclass and it completely changed my life. I read some books that completely shifted my perspective and it was like stepping back and coming home to my 10-year-old self who was just so freaking excited to get her period, who knew deep down that this cycle that was going to start for her was going to be something that could really, really change everything. And I fell in love and I fell in love very quickly with cyclical living principles, with cycle mapping and implementing these principles and these practices completely have shifted how I live my life, how my life feels. And I just see cyclical living aligning with your cycle as a solution to a problem that I see in the world of women being so disconnected and so resentful of their cycle purely through lack of education or miseducation through really toxic narratives as well that have been passed down either through family or passed down through culture, generationally, in our school systems. And I want to help educate women on the blessing that their cycle is, uncover and debunk so many myths that surround our cycles, one of them including that PMS and period cramps are normal, which 
whole other episode on that coming up soon. Because a lot of the things we hate about our periods are actually things that aren't normal, that are signposts that something is out of order, that either our hormones are out of order from the way we are living our lives, from not living cyclically, from what we're eating, through what we're consuming, through chemicals in our environment, etc. And so I'm so passionate about this because I need this. Like everything I'm creating right now and everything I'm teaching right now I'm teaching it for my younger self's sake. And I know that sounds kind of selfish, but I figure if I am leading and teaching with my younger self in mind and my younger self being even me a year ago, like, yes, 10 year old me, yes, 15 year old me, but also me even six months ago. So what you can expect from this space, from this podcast is more information about cyclical living, about your cycle, about how to move and flow with it in a really beautiful, aligned and pleasurable way. I just am so excited about this. I'm so passionate about this and I'm creating some pretty epic experiences, courses, programs, masterclasses, that are all to do with this topic and I honestly cannot wait until I get to birth them into the world and share them with you. I am currently creating them as we speak but until they are birthed, until they are launched, I'm going to continue sharing episodes on the this kind of topic and talking more about cyclical living and not just in terms of the menstrual cycle. I want to talk about feminine productivity. I want to talk about the importance of rest. I want to talk about dismantling the toxic hustle culture and how the patriarchal society we live in really has caused us to cause a lot of damage to our hormones, our our thought processes, etc. So if you're here for that, stay along. Keep keep listening because honestly, it's only going to get more juicy from here. And it's really connected to the lunar cycle as well. If you're interested in working with the moon, I promise you that working with the cycle is going to light you up in a whole nother level. As you guys know or may know, I started doing moon ceremonies and card readings and the moon ceremonies were a way for me to connect into a cycle and I'm going to relate everything that I teach as well to the lunar cycle but honestly working with my inner cycle has been so incredibly powerful and lit me up in a way that I could never have imagined and also intuition I talk a lot about intuition and that's why I did my card readings because I believe they're a beautiful way for us to access our own divine inner wisdom. But the best way to increase your intuition, to turn up the volume of your intuition, to really come home to your divine wisdom and trust it is through connecting with your cycle. I'm speaking from experience and from witnessing my clients from my Get Your Shift Together program and my one-on-ones, it really, 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 really is transformative. This has been kind of like a raw, vulnerable story time. I didn't intend to tell my whole period story and journey with my cycle, 
but I feel like I just wanted to touch on that so you guys know where I'm coming from and why I'm so passionate about this. And hopefully that's given you a bit of insight on what's to come. And I hope you're excited about this. I hope you're looking forward to learning how to make your cycle sacred and feel ceremonial, how to integrate it to help you live your life in the best way. Oh, I could talk about this all day, but I'm going to leave it at that. And I can't wait for this next evolution. It feels so right. It feels so potent and powerful. And I just thank you for being with me. Whether you're joining me, this is your first episode listening, or whether you've been on this journey with me since the beginning, thank you for sticking with me and evolving and flowing with me and allowing me to shift and change and blossom into what I am and what this business is now. It means the absolute world. So thank you so much. I will see you in the next episode. If this episode has served you in any way, I invite you to leave a review of this podcast. Please also share this episode with your friends on social media. And don't forget to tag me at Jess underscore Carreri on Instagram. I love seeing where you guys are listening from, what episodes you're loving and your main takeaways. In doing all of this, you will not only be making my day, but also helping me get this podcast out to embolden as many people as possible. I'm so grateful for your love, support, and for you taking the time to be with me today. I will see you so soon in the next episode of Embolden the Podcast.